Hey guys, it's Mina. Before we get to today's show, I wanted to remind you to check out The Right Time with Bomani Jones. Bo brings you his unique take on all things sports and culture three times a week. And on Fridays, he cuts it up with a guy who's going to be on today's show with me. I'm getting out in front of Bo, Dominique Foxworth. You can find The Right Time with Bomani Jones wherever you get your podcasts. Also, ESPN Plus gives you live daily coverage of the PGA Championship from the Ocean Course at Kiowa Island this weekend from May 20th through the 23rd. Stream the exclusive main feed each morning, feature groups every day, and more. Sign up now at ESPNPlus.com slash golf. Welcome back to the Minicon Show featuring Lenny, the only NFL podcast where one of the hosts thinks he's too big for minicamp because he weighs 18 pounds. That's Lenny. I'm Mina Kimes, the person sitting across from me digitally and laughing. You couldn't hear it, but he was, it was like a very passionate, real, genuine laugh. <laughs> it's a guy who hasn't been on the show in, a, in quite some time. It's been too long. Dominique Foxworth. Welcome back to the show. It wasn't your best opening. I got to admit, like it was it was more cute than funny. Some of them are actual get a legitimate chuckle. And that one was kind of like you telegraphed it and just. <laughs> Did you hear my Jordan Love one the other week? I was really proud of proud of that one. Of course I heard it. I hear all of every second of every podcast that you do all the time. The Jordan Love one was very good. Yeah, thank you. I know. You do listen to my podcast. Anyways, um, I'm not here for Dominique's approval. I'm here for your approval, which is why I came up with the conceit for this episode that I think people will enjoy. Um, you know, we've been talking about sort of the top team, some of the big storylines. Uh, soon I'm going to do the QB draft with Nate Tice, which I did last year. I had a lot of fun doing that. Excited to talk about the new young quarterbacks as well. But we talk about quarterbacks way too much an NFL world and offenses. So we are going to talk defense today, something that Dominique knows a little bit about. Um, in fact, we're going to talk top defenses. We're going to rank them because, well, people like rankings. Well, people also get mad about rankings. So, you know, it's divisive, but it works. Um, <laughs> and what, what we're doing is kind of, we're looking at like last year's performance, but also the additions made in free agency of the draft, looking through each unit. This is a useful exercise for me, Dominique, because it kind of gives me an opportunity to go death chart by death chart, see who got better, see who got worse. I've got, so I did my top 10 and I had some teams. So first I looked at like the top 10 in DVOA last year. And there are teams that were nowhere near the top 10 last year that I've got jumping not only into the top 10 this year, but into the top five. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm shocked that you're going to do that, but I think that's the right thing to do. Because like anybody who listens to this podcast is a smart kind of football consumer. And they understand how volatile defenses are, and they understand that year-to-year -year offenses, they tend to stay pretty close to the same. But defenses do not. So that was smart, but I don't know if I had the guts to do that mm. that you did. Well, also, there was some weird stuff last year. There were COVID opt-outs. There were some injuries. Um, so, you know, I might be forecasting a little bit some of the teams yep. that I think belong in the top. But we're going to go off of your list. So you're going to count me down. We're going to count us down from 10 to 6. Then we're going to take a break, and I'm going to interject with teams I'm surprised didn't make your list because they were on my list. Um, I feel like you and I have probably the same top, like, three to four defenses. I Definitely don't think so. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, definitely the top two, I think. Wink at me if you think we have the top I don't two. like my, I don't, I, 
I don't think I like this going off my list because it just opens me up for all the ridicule on your show. That's fine. I'm not scared of these people. Okay. All right. Um, right, Let's just start with 10. Start with 10. Give me number 10. Dolphins. Okay. Not in my top 10. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's reasonable. I have have like a group outside looking in and they are in that next five. So I think this sell, this tells us something about, uh, how we view defenses because (laughs) you know why I put the dolphins in the top 10. They may not deserve to be the top 10, but they got them corners. (laughs) <laughs> and and cornerback play is incredibly important in the modern NFL. I was surprised that my my top ten had more kind of zone heavy teams than I wanted. <laughs> like I wanted to have more man teams because like I feel like you have to be able to play man coverage to be like a dominant defense in the in the modern NFL. Either be mm-hmm. able to play man coverage if you're going to play zone, you got to be got to have monsters, monster pass rushers, and one or the other. And I tend to want to have corners over anything else so i was disappointed with how many zone teams made into the top of my group but yeah so i got the dolphins out of respect for their cornerbacks and hopefully uh that pass rusher comes in uh jalen what's your majiggy yeah jalen phillips can add something to that defense that that could make them take a step up and also coaching so that's that matters and like i have a a lot of respect even though they ended the year getting smashed by the bills i have a lot of respect for the dolphins uh defensive coaching staff so my hesitation with the Dolphins, well, first of all, by the way, your point about man versus zone, I was looking at kind of all the teams that were potential destinations for JC Horn uh, mm-hmm. in the draft. And I was looking for man teams because I view him right. as a man corner. And he ended up going to the team that plays the most zone coverage in the NFL. So good luck with that, Carolina. Uh, but I, yeah, I was actually, I, I, I don't, I'm sure there's someone who's done, I mean, actually I could do it myself on true media, but it feels like fewer defenses are playing prime, like as the percentage of snaps played in man coverage has declined over the last couple of years. I don't know. You can, we can actually grab that. So yeah, cool, cool that I'm just throwing that out there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you mean about, I mean, I, the Dolphins have Xavier Howard, one of the best corners in the NFL. Yeah. I think they got surprisingly Byron's good. Yeah. Uh Yeah. He's okay. He's good. He's good. I, mean, I think he's good. So see, this, good. Is, the, this is the tough thing. He's solid. That's that's. I think he's better than solid. But I think the position is one that like lends itself to some fluctuation, and uh, you're not going to have. It's so rare to have a corner that is just shut down all the time. Like that's what made Revis special. That's what made Champ Bailey special. That would would make Jalen Ramsey special. But a guy that you can rely on, I guess, is is why I think he's good and when you say solid it suggests like he's middle of the pack have you seen what the middle of the pack for cornerback play is in nfl it's not good like it's it's an offensive league it's difficult so like he may qualify as like not dominant but i still think he's above average well above average yeah and i think they got surprisingly good safety play um eric rowe Right, convert and and they drafted Javon Holland out of uh, Oregon, who's a player that I did like a lot. Um, I think the secondary would be good. To me, the question there, I had two questions about the Dolphins. One, are they able to get enough of a pass rush? I have some concerns about Emmanuel Ogba like breaking out for one year, you know. Out of, and Christian Wilkins, I think they've seen is not really living up to his draft status. They did draft Jalen Phillips, who listeners to the show I like a lot out of Miami. Uh, so I think that should help 
on that front. I think linebackers still a question mark. But then the other concern I have is this is a team that tied for first in the NFL in interceptions last year with other good defenses and Dominique being a very smart football person, you know that when we look at teams where defensive performance might regress, uh, teams that get a lot of turnovers, that can be an issue. Now, they also get a lot of turnovers because they're a really deceptive, well-coached defense with good cornerbacks. So it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be worse. It's just a thing you keep your eye on when you're trying to forecast next year's performance. I feel like whenever we talk, we end up with more homework because now I'm just thinking about because that's those facts are things that I know is like you can't base the defense off of forcing turnovers. But I do once you started talking, I was like, I wonder if there is uh, some like teams or coaches who are regularly high, like on average over a 10 year stretch or something. Well, like a, t- a, a great example is a former Dolphin, now Pittsburgh Steeler. I imagine that's a team that's going to come up on your list at some point. Mm-hmm. Um and the Steelers ranked tied with the Dolphins with the interceptions. Minka Fitzpatrick, right. like I have joked about him being lucky. Like he's a dude right. who always seems to be in the right place at the same time, but mm-hmm. it's not a coincidence, you know, like right. it, it's not like being a ball hawk. It's not just about hands and technique. It's also about um, reading quarterbacks and right. Minka Fitzpatrick just seems to have like an uncanny ability to do that. So yeah, I, I think it's a mixture of both. I think for, to me, I would be alarmed if it was like a bunch of bad players who weren't good who got a lot of interceptions. But that's clearly not the case with Miami. Another homework assignment is since we're talking man versus zone, like I think the thought is that zone teams end up getting more uh, interceptions and creating more turnovers. It seems like that's probably pretty true. And maybe it could be argued that we could argue that the the volatility and the turnovers may be based on the quarterbacks you're playing and also based on if you're like if you're a press man team your corners aren't going to get a lot of picks it's just not going to work out that way so mm-hmm. blah 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 more homework for me okay who do you got at number nine Next. all right i'm tough i'm having a tough time with this one because <laughs> i want to put this is I'm so nervous all right i'm gonna go the suspense is killing Patriots. Uh, okay, I have the Patriots at... Let me look at my list. Nine! Nine! Oh! oh, oh there you go! Nice. Uh, okay, so yeah. explain it. Well, they were the, one of the teams I was oh, forecasting yeah. earlier. Yeah, with the co- not just with the COVID opt-outs, but obviously the signings. So, you know, it's a lot of things. So the Patriots made a zillion additions on both sides of the football, but I really like a lot of the particular players. I have more questions about the players they added on offense, frankly, than on defense. Like small sign, like we know Matthew Judon was kind of the big signing, but I think he's a perfect fit for what they do. Uh, I also think there are small signings like um, adding Kyle Van Noy, getting him back. Of course, um, Dante Hightower, who I'm obsessed with, comes back. Henry Anderson. Like, there are more, like, role players who I feel like Bill Belichick can get the most out of. And then they went ham in the draft on, like, for for so much of the attention we paid to Mac Jones and the quarterback, really, in terms of draft capital, the Patriots went nuts on defense, uh, trading up for Christian Barmore, drafting Ronnie Perkins, who's a a pass rusher out of Oklahoma that – uh, you know, has a ton of upside. I, I just think, and then we already know the secondary is good and has good players. Right. Um, and it appears they're not trading Stefan Gilmore. We'll see. But I just think like 
there's now so many good players on that side of the ball and it's Bill Belichick. So I, I this is going to be a defense-led team regardless of who's playing quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of how it's always been in New England. Like, uh, we give a lot of attention to Tom Brady, and he's had a couple seasons that were MVP level and outrageously great. But in general, this is a defensive organization with a defensive coach that's the backbone of what they do. And I love them moving up to get Barmore. Like, I, I'm not uh, – that watching his tape made me question what I knew about the draft because I was surprised that people didn't love him. Because I was watching mm-hmm. it, and it seemed like he was doing the things that normally, like he's big and athletic and quick, and like, like all the things that we get excited about for like interior linemen. He seemed like he was doing those things, and I, I couldn't quite understand why he was slipped to so late. How much of it did you watch? Because <laughs> I, 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 no, I didn't mean that in like a mean, that sexy might, way. No, no, no. You're, but... you're you're fine you're fine you, you're probably right i i was not deep into all of the christian barmore tape but uh the plays that i saw I was like hey no probably just you're... highlight stuff like hey that's everything that you want well, out of a player i mean the last few games of the season like if that was it i think he should have gone top 10 in the draft right. easily um so the question mark is kind of just like okay what you know where was that earlier in the year but you're absolutely right like he the upside he brings as a pass rusher on the inside again in that particular defense is tremendous um yeah like so just for those who don't know or you know think about the patriots that much uh it's a lot of schemed up pressure yeah like bill belichick's not just putting a dude on the field and saying go win um and so he you're, you're going to have a lot of these edge rushers. And by the way, I should I should also mention this is part of the reason why I have them going uh, I had them at number nine and improving a lot from last year. It's not just the draft picks, the signings, the guys returning. They have a lot of talented young defensive players who were used situational last year who could take another step forward, whether that's a Chase Winovich, a Josh Uche, who I thought flashed at times out of Michigan pass rusher. And then uh, Kyle Duger, um, the sort of tween hybrid safety tweener-ish guy. So yeah, there's just a lot of pieces there. And even if some of them don't work out, they just have so many guys that I just think they'll figure something out with them. And then they have, you know, Dante Hightower to help coach on the field. So yeah. And and nine isn't like a top three. Yeah. So like I think it's reasonable to say that they'll be nine. I think that's uh they probably expect to be better than that. I think they could. Um for sure. Yeah, I, I think they could also. All right. Next, I'm thinking Saints. I have them at eight too. What the? Did I send oh. you my rankings? How would? Why would you ask me if you said? Did you send I me your rankings? Reme- I just can't remember. We text a lot. No, I, you you didn't wow. send me your rankings. Okay, all right. If, I mean, um, if you did, I would have disagreed with it just for the sake of having. Yeah, fun. I know, right? That's uh, not that's not uh, a dominant is, move at all. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, the Saints. They they are the Saints. Like they uh, have had one of the best rosters in football for a couple years now um they've lost some firepower on defense but i don't think it's enough to to bring them down and they address some of it in the draft so i i do think one of this is the perfect so there's a couple notes when i was like doing my research over the last couple days just kind of cramming all this stuff in my head there's a couple notes that came to mind and one of them is that how good your your defense is is kind of also dependent on how good your offense is like the amount of 
cushion that you have points wise and the field position that you're offered and the amount of plays that you have to play like we don't take that into account so like this could be a little bit more pressure not that their offense was great last year but their offense is likely gonna take a step back I guess maybe and that could be a lot more pressure on this defense to not be playing with a lead to not be um to not have good field position I think it's a safe assumption that going from Breeze to Jameis Winston uh, suggests that you're going to be in disadvantageous field position at times. Yeah. Although Breeze yeah. turned the ball over a bit last year too. So, but right. you're right. You're hundred percent right about that. I mean, the saints, it's funny when you look at the depth chart, like they still have most of the guys, like the main guys, they just lost a lot right. of depth, right? Like Trey Hendrickson is gone. Janoris Jenkins is gone. Quan Alexander is gone. But like the, the starting lineup still has Cameron Jordan, Shai Tuttle, Onyemata, Marcus Davenport, who they really need to really. He's, I mean, he's a good player. He's not traded up in the draft. Good player, but uh, they need Zach Bond to step up. They so yeah. They, um, they still have Williams and Lattimore and Jenkins and I would say cornerback Chauncey Gardner Johnson is good. But they drafted a bunch of guys who like. In previous Saints teams, probably wouldn't have seen the field. But now, because of the Saints, they've been charging everything to their credit card for so long. Now that like the bill has come due and they don't have that depth, they need players like Pete Werner out of Ohio State yeah. or Paulson Adebo, um, the cornerback that they drafted this year, to actually contribute. And I don't know. Oh, and Peyton Turner was their first pick. I should mention he—he's an interesting player, Dominique. I don't—I actually watched him watching the um, BYU game um, mm-hmm. versus Houston, and I thought he was pretty cool in that game. Pretty cool, Jesus. But um, <laughs> you know, pretty cool. I, yeah, I don't know. People were. I mean, I'm scared to give my my draft analysis right now because I don't want you to dunk on me again. Oh, you must not have watched enough of that tape. <laughs> So I, I'm going to be quiet about all rookies oh, out because not, yeah, I maybe that. I haven't watched as much as you. So You I, haven't been I'm grinding Peyton Turner? You haven't been grinding that Houston tape? Okay. Um, no. no, I, I, How I do think- you about rookies anyway? Like rookies, being able to rely on rookies is an interesting thing because we, a lot of these guys, we, we give, it, it feels to me like we give rookies so much more credit than they deserve. Like the assumption is like, this guy's going to be good because he was drafted in the first or second yeah. round. So many of those guys come in and, and they aren't very good. We can go down the list of guys from last year. Like most, most of those guys <laughs> did not contribute in the way that we all hope they did. So th- that feels to me like smart people uh, evaluating this need to like take some sort of discount value on teams that are going to be relying on rookies to step in. I think if we're like evaluating units, it's more like, is this rookie depth? Or does he need to start immediately? Like Peyton Turner is exactly. depth. They have Cameron Jordan. They have Marcus Davenport. I mean, they'll you know they can use him situationally. Oh, yeah. And so wh- that's why we still feel okay about this defense. That said, it is a defense that to me is now an injury away from struggling a right. bit. And so that's that, yeah. the question mark. It wasn't about the Saints. It's just we were talking about rookies and it just made yeah, me yeah. ask that question. It's like I think the 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 Dolphins is a situation where we're looking at the Colts is another situation right. where they're going to be re- like they actually need that dude to play or they're yeah. going to take a step back and and that um zone heavy team needs pass rushers or they can't win. So I know you got the Colts in your top 5. They are not in my top 10 at all. Spoiler alert. I have them at seven. Okay, let's get into it. Let's talk about the Colts <laughs> first. So you don't have okay, them sure. in your... So I had them at seven, not top five. 
So, you know, you don't know me like that, but um, <laughs> I will. I, okay. So I think you're hundred percent right about, by the way, Justin Houston is still unsigned, so they could still bring him back. That's, that's an odd one. Um, this is a team. They lost Houston, Danico Autry. So that's a lot of their pass rush. Malik Hooker is gone. Uh, they signed. Oh, did they wait? Danico Autry has gone now, right? You Google that while I'm talking. Yeah. They did add Anthony Walker to play linebacker. Yeah, he did leave free agency. Um, you know, it's a lot on DeForest Buckner at this point because you're right. Quiddy Pay, like the rookie conversation is totally appropriate, especially for Quiddy Pay, who didn't have the production. Like he was drafted on potential and athleticism and excitement. And um, I, I do think he brings all those things to the table. Then the other guy they drafted, Dio Odiyingbo. Like he not even gonna play, so yeah. um, it is. I a, mean, my, it is a my group that it yeah that has some question marks in the front seven. Quitty pay was my big question mark. That's what got them taken out of this of my top ten, and it's the discount that I think that you should apply when you're going to be relying on someone like that. And this like ties into another theme that I have when I'm thinking about defenses. Is like you need a unit to be your backbone. And you need a unit to be like the thing, the group that can carry the weight so that you can give help elsewhere. And if you're running a zone heavy defense like they run, it has to be your front four. Like you have to have a real pass rush. And if you're relying on Quiddy Pay to to um, round out that pass rush, that gives me pause. So like if you're the Ravens, they they rely on their secondary. They got so many uh coverage guys corners and safeties that can cover because they are not going to rely on their front to get pressure they're going to blitz and that so that's what i look at when i see these top teams is like what can they depend on or what do they have to depend on and the the colts have to depend on quitty pay and i don't think they can it almost reminds me a little bit of the seahawks once like the legion who spoiler alert not in my top 10 everybody's off my back i'm not a homer but um you know after the dissolution of the legion of boomed and whatnot like the best unit like the, the linebackers are clearly the strength of the team and the Colts are actually are similar, right? Like Darius Leonard is the best player on that defense. Oh, yeah. And now they have Anthony Walker's a good player, Bobby Agarike, but you're right. Like it, can, can you be a best, a, a top 10 team in the NFL that primarily plays zone defense and linebacker is your best position? I think it's an open question. I will say part of the reason I did have them there is because I think they have consistently gotten the best out of players like Xavier Rhodes, Kenny Moore, Julian Blackman. I think they need Rocky Sin to be a little bit better. But yeah. if there's a like, this is obviously a very well coached defense. And I think, right. yep. you know, with like, I, I still, Leonard is a really special player. And I think his mm. presence on the field is a difference maker. But, you know, they're not in my top five. Who did you have at seven? All right. Let me go back to my list. Hmm. All right, so this is going to possibly be a disagreement. <laughs> I got the the Rams at seven. Whoa, Jack. Okay, the Rams are yep. in my top five, so let's get into it. Yeah. Love this. <laughs> the Rams have two all-time great players, and they can build around that. But they did. I guess the the reason why I slid them down some is part because of potential regression, but also part because they lost two of their better players, John Johnson, who quite possibly is the best safety in the league, at um, and they lost Troy Hill, who's another great coverage player at corner, 
and can play in the slot and all that stuff. And they uh, lost Brandon Staley, who was their coach for one season and then got a job in, uh, in Los Angeles with the Chargers. So I guess that is my argument for why they should take a step back. But I guess you could argue they've improved offensively, which uh, to an earlier point will take some pressure off of that defense. But they are another team that's very zone heavy and I have an aversion to zone heavy teams. So I bumped them out of by a top five. Well, to, to, to like, just like we were talking about the Colts, like what are the kinds of players you need to execute well with a zone heavy scheme? Um, you know, you need that four man rush, uh, and then you need, you know, like uh, I would say uh, John Johnson, frankly, is, is, a, is going to yeah. be a real issue for this team, a team that is, they, they seem to have drafted a real gem in Jordan Fuller. They need Taylor Rapp who was injured last year to kind of return to form. He looked promising early on, but these are question marks. Um, you know, who is the third cornerback now that, Hill is right. gone. Question mark. You know, Darius Williams came back on the tag. And then I would say, my God, you're really talking to me into, I don't Now I'm like, why did I have the rest of the top five? But I, I'm sticking by it. But <laughs> linebacker is a position right. they, I really remains that I would say linebacker and offensive line were questions that I thought they might address at the top of the draft. They drafted a you know tiny wide receiver instead, but um, yeah, linebacker and Leonard Floyd. I thought I didn't like that contract. I think he's a good player. I think anyone who gets to play next to Aaron Donald is a really good player. But um, yeah, I, I think I, it's if, just the reason I can't take them out is uh, who put this? Our, our friend and colleague, Ryan Clark, put on Twitter a question. He said, okay, everyone agrees that Aaron Donald is the best player at his position and it's unambiguous. Is there another player at another position you feel that way about on defense? And I said, no, but the closest for me was Jalen Ramsey. And the yep. Rams have both of them. So yep. it's totally fair to raise all I the agree. questions we're asking. But it's also like, damn, those dudes are like all of fame caliber players, you know? At the be- at the beginning of your uh, rant about the Rams, you said, I don't uh, – now I'm questioning why I got them in my top five. The answer to that question is Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, which is reasonable. Like, and I talked about earlier, having a unit that you can depend on to take pressure off of other people. I mean, <laughs> they have two players that most teams would dream about being able to build a defense around. Players that are good enough to take pressure off of other players. So I think that is a coach's dream to have Aaron Donald there and then you can run pressures away from him or you can uh, scheme uh, away from him. You can put more guys in coverage. Or if you have a team that has uh, got a great offensive line, you can – or have a great receiver. You can put Jalen Ramsey on him, or you can put Jalen Ramsey away from him, double the great receiver. Like, it gives you flexibility. And so I think that talent uh, needs a good coach. And I guess that's part of the reason why my question mark is there is because it seemed like they had one, and he was so good that he only did it for a season. Yeah, so they got Raheem Moore now. So they have an experienced defensive yeah. coordinator. Um, I'll be really curious to see how John Johnson in particular looks uh, outside away from, I mean, he was, the thing is J- John Johnson was good pre Jalen Ramsey, but then he was like, I, you know, like I think he took another step forward. Um, there are players who have left the Rams. I think of Corey Littleton, who was a linebacker who I thought was really good with the Rams and then was not great for the Raiders. So I'll be, that's something I will be watching with a very curious eye. All right. Number six. 
Uh, can we? Well, okay. I can give you number six, but I feel like we need to talk about the Browns at some point, and the Browns are not in my top ten. So they're, they're we but, can talk about them because they're on my. Let's after you six. Okay, they're on my cool, cool, my cool. next tier. They're in that group of okay. like teams that I'm intrigued by. Number six. <laughs> I got a bunch of different lists here that Hello. I've rewritten multiple times. <laughs> All right, one, two, three, four. But the preparation, man. All right, so. I'm debating this right now as we speak. Stop it. That's not you. You don't stop at Lenny House anymore. Oh, okay. I think my last list only had nine teams on it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, we might come up short a team, but we'll go Broncos for now. So they're in my top five, which might be, yeah. it might be crazy, but I. No, it's not crazy. It's not crazy. They're in my top right. five, too. Let's but talk, let's I talk about this. I counted down and I think I only put nine teams. So now they got bumped down to six, but I want them in my top five. I have them at three. Is that, that is high. That's really high, but let's, let's talk about the Broncos. Um, I'll, well, I'll go because I should explain myself, right? I'm the one who has them at three, which is. You're not going to get any disagreement from me. I like, mean, I think they are okay. outstanding. So Vic Fangio arguably best defensive coach in the NFL. Um, this is a team that, you know, they lost Von Miller last year. Like, they, you know, they've had, they had a ton of injuries. I think um, Bryce Callahan didn't play much of the season either. Um, who else was hurt last year? They had a bunch of injuries on that side of the ball. So, so anyways, this year, I just going to read the death chart because I think that's a good place to start. So they drafted Patrick Sertan the second to play corner opposite um, Kyle Fuller, who they acquired. Ronald Darby is nickel. Justin Simmons, Cream Jackson, one of the best safety duos in the NFL. So that's a secondary. Um, linebacker, I mean, Vic Fangio, Field and I were talking about it. It feels like, I feel like Vic Fangio could coach me to play linebacker. So, um, <laughs> you know, you got, um, that, that, I would say that's where they've kind of like invested a bit less, Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell. But again, in this scheme, I think it's fine. Up front, you got Bradley Chubb. Von Miller rushing the passer. They re-signed Shelby Harris. So they lost A.J. Bouye and Jarrell Casey. I don't really think that's too significant. I mean, the team is just stacked. Like, uh, especially that secondary. Like, would you say this is one of the three best secondaries in the NFL now? Absolutely. Without question. And yeah. it goes back to the, I guess the only reason why they may not be is maybe Sertan doesn't pan out in the league, but it seems like he uh, is as safe as you can get for yes. that position. But I absolutely think with those safeties, like we're not even getting into the corners. Those safeties are a pair of the best in the league on the same team. And then you have plenty of corners four corners. They're all that good can, too. Like Callahan's that can, yeah, really that good. Four corners that could start somewhere in this league. Kyle Fuller, you know? like and that, perfect corner. Yeah, perfect that's a top coach. five team. So why do you That's not the have them higher? Team. Like, what are your concerns about them? Because my list is only nine teams. <laughs> I just I just realized that I rewrote the list a number of times. And the last <laughs> time I did it, I got <sighs> nine teams. So they're actually my fifth team. But mm, I don't know. We could throw the Browns in there at, at six. Von Miller's a little old, you know. That could be a... Yeah, I don't, I'm not relying. Yeah, even my assessment is not relying on Von Miller becoming returning to Von Miller. Like, my assessment of this team is... Is based on the coach and 
the secondary mostly and Bradley Chubb can play and Vaughn Miller's not bad obviously whatever he comes back at as is going to be I would assume above average and that team is going to be scary plus Teddy ain't turning the ball over (laughs) (laughs) that's true they're not going to get a short field very often they may not be playing with a big lead but Teddy ain't going to turn it over Okay, uh, let's talk about the team. Before we get to break, um, here are the teams I have in that next tier that didn't make my top 10. Um, well, first, I have a team that I had I way too low now, and I'm a little embarrassed, and I'm sure they're in your top five. I had them at 10. Um, so we'll talk about Baltimore, I'm guessing, after the break. I don't know why I had them so low. I was in a weird mood. The next tier... <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. They should be. They're in, I think, I feel like they're in that four to eight range personally, but we'll talk right. about them. The next tier of teams, I have Cleveland. This is not in order. I'm just naming them. Um, I have the Giants. Yeah, they were good. Packers, although I'm not so sure about that. I have some questions, but I think they've just got a lot of really good players. Um, they have had a lot of really good players for a few years now, and they haven't. And they always kind of put it all together. (laughs) And then the Browns and the Bears were the other teams. Are any of those teams I mentioned in your top five or top four? I guess. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. None um, of those teams are in top four. All right. Let's talk about the Browns first. Um, I just think this is the good on paper team, and it's just you can't you can't make that call now, right? Yep. Yep. I like mean, we're on the same awesome. page. That's They could be awesome. Yeah. They're loaded. They got both of those that we already talked about. They got both of those guys from uh, from the Rams to the, the bolster their secondary because their secondary was a problem. Uh, they have Clowney. They've added Clowney, which he's not like a premier pass rusher, but he's well above average, and he's probably going to ball out opposite uh, Garrett. And I love Wu, Wusu Koromoa. Like, I loved him coming into the draft and again i'm that's what they said they called the they called him at notre dame so i mean we're best buds now so no i am nervous any nickname that i'm I'm worried about mangling the actual name i am all over (laughs) i was calling him joke and i felt weird because i was like joke (laughs) no they said they called him woo so you can go with woo from here on out but you're gonna play me again because you've probably watched more woo film than me but the film that I saw, he seemed like a modern NFL linebacker, and uh, meaning he's capable of, uh, he's comfortable in coverage. He's smaller, he's fast, and he hits. Mm-hmm. Like even though he's smaller, it's not someone who, who I think would be a liability in the run game. And the run game is something that they're going to have to contend with in the AFC North. He hits harder than Isaiah Simmons, who's like the player who I feel like came a lot up a lot and kind of disappointed last year. By the way, the Cardinals, I was like debating because I really yeah. think that, that front seven's really good, but the secondary, just too many question marks in that secondary other than Buda Baker. Um, okay, I, the other team. So the Giants are one where I think their secondary is awesome. I love their mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Um, I was really like Leonard Williams, obviously was really great last year. I just, and, and I like the Aziz Ojolari pick. I just think pass rush is still not like, I'm, I still have questions about the pass rush and I am not overrating the rookie signing of draft pick of Aziz Ojolari. So, um, yeah, you're that's, not gonna, um, 
talk about Bradbury at all? Like, we're not even going to address how he had an all pro caliber Bradbury season. Was really good. They signed a Dory Jackson. I mean, he deserves a, a particular back. shout out because he was balling last year. And I, I their defense was really good down the stretch last year. But I, I also had them outside of my top 10. It might just be like uh, just residual disdain for some of the decisions that they've made. It's it's hard to to root for a team to do well when they just make repeated ridiculous I'm decisions. rooting for them to do well. Uh, the Bears... I'm not uh, rooting against them. I think they're good. I'm just saying it's hard sometimes. I'm just trying to be a good cop. The Bears, it's like... There's, it's a team that like it's a, it was a great defense and then yep. it got bad and then it got good again. And I think now they're probably going to be just outside of great. I think they can still be good. Um, you know, Jalen Johnson had a lot of good moments last year. He got targeted a lot. Uh, they did lose Kyle Fuller, which is concerning. Um, Khalil Max, another year older. You know, it, it's just kind of like, ah, shoot, did we miss our window? Well, you know, here's Justin Fields. Okay. Uh, they signed Desmond Trufant. I'm uh, just saying that now. I didn't notice that when it happened. Um, you know, they have uh, Eddie Jackson still. So, yeah, uh, they're in that next group for me. Uh, who else did I mention? That's pretty much it. I mean, oh, the Packers. Yeah, Packers is like, they drafted a young corner. I mean, they signed, re-signed Kevin King. That was a clear weakness on the defense opposite Jair Alexander, who is incredible. Um mm-hmm. You know, Zedaria Smith was still really good last year. Um, they still have good safeties. Amos, Savage. They have good players. I don't know why they're not better. They have a new defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, you know, from the Rams. Um, I don't know. I I just kind of got, like, I just can't with this. Yeah. <laughs> I just- yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I was, when they signed, was it? Three off seasons ago, when they signed the Smith brothers, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this defense is going to nope. be incredible." And then they got a bunch of turnovers, but weren't really consistent on defense. And then last year, I was like, "All right, well, maybe uh, it just took a year to get things together, and they're going to get it together." And still, like they were like, "All right, on defense, uh, Alexander." It's so crazy because all, like you mentioned, all these players are awesome individually, but for some reason, this defense can't put it all. And I guess it's not for some reason; it's they would say by their actions that it's the coaching is the reason why they can't put it all together. Yeah. And, you know, Barry's been around a while, you know, he's with the Rams for a minute. Um, we'll see. Uh, the other teams, so I mentioned the Cardinals, the bills, I think are kind of interesting. I added some yeah. to the pieces to their pass rush, obviously very good secondary. Um, although there's question marks there too. I almost added the Chargers to that next tier, but then I realized the secondary has a lot of questions. Um, they're the team that, of course, acquired Brandon Staley. So, right. yeah, that's that sort of next tier for me of those yeah. teams. All right. Derwin James. Hopefully yeah. he's healthy. Oh. That's all. That's all I need. And no. a healthy Derwin James. He was so incredible as a rookie. <sighs> Famous last words. Okay, uh, let's take a quick break and then come back and get Dominique's top Five, four? Did we establish what is it? Yeah. Is it four? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. He's, he's a top tier. <laughs> Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. 
Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. And I have to say, speaking from experience recently, having tried it for the first time in Detroit, it is absolutely delicious. Right now, you can get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Dominique, we are back. Tell me who you have. I think we're at five, actually, because there's many teams that I have one, two. Well, I had the Rams and you didn't. And then I had the Broncos and you didn't. And then there's two other teams. So it's either five or four, whatever. Who do you have at? Okay. At next. (laughs) <laughs> All right, my next team, because the, the the Broncos are definitely in my top five. I, I need that to be known. That is okay. official. I got the Ravens next. Okay. At, uh, I disrespected at, the Ravens oh. horribly. Yeah. Okay, so you can apologize and we yeah, can I'm move on to the next. Like no, the, no, no. The well, secondary we, is incredible. The secondary is very good. What prompted you? Like, what, what was it that is it? I mean, it wasn't losing Judon because I think it, you. It, yeah, but it was Judon and Ngakwe. And I was just looking yeah. at here. Let me pull up the Ravens depth chart. I mean, I know that. I mean, I guess this is this is uh, you. You can't uh, kind of uh, big time me on watching this team, this particular team play. And I know that Judon put up some big numbers, but I know Judon. I know was a product. I mean, that's not fair. But He's at good. a certain point, you're out of dudes. Like I realize, I know what you're saying, not, but like not on, I, not on the edge. In Baltimore, they seem to somehow always find guys to contribute. Well, they drafted Odafe Owe, um, who is, you know, athletic freak. Um, I didn't love Patrick Queen last year. Um, I mean, just his performance. I feel like I have to, you know, he's probably a wonderful human being. Um, Yeah, I guess they still have Clayus Campbell, who's great. Um, I think they either re-signed Derek Wolf or he's, I, I feel like they did a new contract with him. But yeah, I just have questions about the pass rush. Uh, but again, the secondary is so good; it probably doesn't matter. Right. Um, they probably do yeah. belong in the top five. No, I mean, I think I think you're right to have questions about the pass rush, but I don't think that there are any questions that they didn't answer last year or they didn't answer the year before. And I understand uh, Yannick and, and also Judon aren't bad players, but it's not like they were winning one on ones. Like I haven't looked up their pass rush win win rate versus. Um, one-on-ones or double teams or unblocked, but I feel like a lot of their pressure was scheme, and that's because they're yeah. relying on that secondary. So uh, not to take anything away from those guys, but I, I think that they can scheme, they can continue to scheme up pressure uh, as long as the secondary can hold up, which I think they will. Yeah, and they still have Martindale there. Um, I think Wink. another thing you notice with like a lot of our top teams is like, well, actually not one of them, but the other ones, there's continuity at defensive coordinator. One of the teams isn't, and that's my one of my big questions about them. But um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, like those the members of that secondary, like you know, Jimmy Smith's getting a little older. Um, yeah. I guess they got to pay Humphrey after this year, right? They already um, they already paid. Oh, him. They already they already paid him. Yeah, you're right. Um, oh yeah, I stay up on corners getting checks. 
I like his um his social media. He's really into his cat. The cat, <laughs> his, the cat has his own page, and he's like po- always posting like cat dad stuff. I like I like that. Doesn't um doesn't Juju's dog? Yeah, have a, yeah. a page too. But it's funnier oh. to me to have a cat with your page. I don't know why. I oh no, it's it's absolutely funnier. Cat. Just... He like takes the cat and walks. You know. Um, they also drafted Sean Wade, which I thought was an interesting, potentially high upside pick. You know, he was the Ohio State cornerback who was like really, really good and then really not great and question marks about whether or not he should change position. And if there's any team I feel like that could get the most out of him, it would be Baltimore. Um, so yeah. Okay. Who do you got at four or three? Steelers. (laughs) I have them at six. They're my number three. I got them at at three, three, not four. Yes, Steelers. So wait, do you not? You don't have the Niners. No, that's who I wanted back there. Yeah, let's put the Niners in. Um, at five and six. We'll put the Niners at six. Okay, so Broncos well you, at five. Okay, so you have the Niners at six. I have the Steelers at six. So and then I had the Niners at four. So we're, okay. So it's let's secondary let's talk- again. Is your issue with the Steelers? <laughs> Is this ranking that you did? Did you draw it on your hand or something? And then it got sweaty and then it got like mixed around. <laughs> it's just a bunch of crazy notes. You see this page? It looks ridiculous. It's just a list, dude. Like it's just <laughs> literally okay, the whole well, point I of mean, a ranking is just to have them in order by number. Not all of us went to Yale. Some of us played had to play football to get into I college. Hate, I, hate, I hate it when you do this. Okay. I know. Let, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make the case for the Niners over the Steelers. You make the case for the Steelers over the Niners. Both of us think that they're top ten defenses, so and in, in, in the same, very close to each other. Why do you think? Why do you like? Actually, it's more the case against. Like, so right. the concern about the Niners' uh, loss of coordinator and secondary for me, but getting Nick yeah. Bosa back, I just think it's a group that was good even without Nick Bosa. Um, right. they re-signed most of their, like, um, you know, secondary, which I was surprised by to some degree. Um, like they lost Solomon Thomas. I don't think it's a huge deal. I do question about the pass rush opposite Nick Bosa. Um, yeah. Eric Armstead, you know, he's been better in certain right. alignments, yeah, but forward. they have it's, Fred Warner, not- one of the best yeah. cornerbacks in the NFL. Um, or linebackers. He's pretty good at linebacker too. Linebacker, Jesus Christ. Okay, now you get to make fun of me. My brain is literally, um, yeah, not in a good place. Um, the other thing about I would say coaches is they kept Chris Kosurik, who has been very good coaching the defensive line. Um, and so even with the loss of Robert Sala, I think that they'll be fine. Yeah, I <clears throat> excuse me. I thought Ken Law was going to be better than he was, so that's another example of relying on a rookie. Last year, I thought he was coming out, and I guess it's another example of me, <clears throat> excuse me, of me doing uh, shoddy draft prep because the clips I saw of Ken Law remind me of uh, the same way I felt about Christian Barmore, and I was obviously wrong about, or not completely wrong, Dude, but he wasn't he, the impactful player that I thought it's he was. It's just so much harder to rush the passer yeah. from the inside in the NFL. Like, I mean, right. I, I thought Kinlaw had some moments last year, and I, he's a player who I could see taking a leap forward, especially with Nick Bosa back in the mix. Yeah, um, I mean, that's hard to, to project um, ascensions and, and descensions in players, but uh, I think that's a fair thing to expect a jump from 
rookie to second year. So yeah, this might be my Ravens where I need to apologize to them the same way you had to apologize to the Ravens because they're, they're, they're very good. And I think Verrett is better than is an above average cornerback. And that would be the knock on this team is their secondary. So they have him, they have Ward. Uh, I think they are a well-coached team and they have a player in Bosa who is like, Oh, not, not just a player. I guess Bosa and Warner are players that are like, like all pro level players, guys that you can really build around. So they should be, I mean, I, I don't think putting them at six is disrespectful, but I don't think it's crazy yeah. to put them at four three. or six. Uh, Richard Sherman's still out there. Also, that's one yeah. I think to keep your eye on. Um, yeah. I, depth in the secondary is an issue. They also brought back to guitar, you know, so, and, and like, um, yeah, Brett, like it's another thing injuries that, and, you know, who knows? Yeah. Depth is is interesting. It's another thing that makes it hard to project defenses because football is a game where people get injured. And yes. if uh, and if the wrong person gets injured, like you have no way oh. of predicting that or preparing for that. Then it's like completely it's not like. Yeah. And but so then there are teams feels, like the team that I have number one and I'm guessing you have number one where you look at the defensive line. You're like, dear Lord, you were drafting players right. who will not play. Um, OK, you. <laughs> so the Steelers you have at four. Um, right. Why don't you eight mile me and try to anticipate the concerns? <laughs> I mean, the concerns are obvious. It's the secondary, I think, is where you, I mean, they're they're strong up front. Uh, I guess this reminds, this is similar to the, to the, the, the uh, Dupree situation is similar to the Judon situation for me is like, I, I feel like Dupree was okay, but he, to me was, his numbers were inflated because he was uh, opposite Watt. And I don't think that it's going to be tough to, to like replace that. So I'm not concerned yeah. about that. And I guess also Minka, you, you sung his praises earlier of being just a guy who is consistently lucky, which suggests that he's not lucky. So, and it's also probably some pedigree is that uh, that's baked into it. Like the, the bonus that we give to the Ravens and the Patriots, uh, the Steelers get some of that from me also. Yeah, I mean, the, the front seven is kind of similar to the Saints. Like, they still have really great players. It's kind of just, okay, who's behind Cam Hayward and Aluwalu to it? Why, you know, um, right. you just kind of don't have that same depth you had before. This is a team that had, that had obviously a lot of bad injury luck last year, so maybe they'll be more lucky this year. I think it's just corner was the big one, You, you like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hayden's still there. Fitzpatrick's still there, but outside of that and then Terrell Edmonds at safety, but the other cornerbacks are pretty unproven with um, Hilton and Nelson having left. I think one of them is still a free agent. Let me check that. I think, um, you know, Mike Hilton went to Cincinnati. So Steven Nelson is still free agent. So I'll be curious to see what happens there. There's still some players out there um, that could really alter that, like, you know, aren't aren't like Richard Sherman signing with the team isn't going to be the thing that puts him over the top. But when we're talking about the difference between a four and six ranking and depth, I think someone like a Richard Sherman or a Steven Nelson might make a difference. All right, we are in the final three. Wait, you have that? You have no, we're the top four. two. We're top two. <laughs> this top is two. the worst Steelers, ranking ever. Steelers are my three. <laughs> rankings are the worst okay. rankings ever. So we we definitely have the same top two teams. Yes. Uh, Washington is who I have at two. Yes, me too. All right. Okay. They're really good up front. Yeah. They added some guys in the secondary, 
William Jackson, I think, can play. And yeah, they they were good last year, and we saw how good they were in the playoff in that particular playoff game that they played against uh, the Bucks. That was impressive, and they were carrying this <laughs> this team, which I think is going to shift some. Now, I'm not a Ryan Fitzpatrick truther. Like, I don't think he's great, but I think he's going to be better, and that offense will be slightly better. Take some pressure off of that defense, and a year. Uh, a year better, that front four being a year better, I think does matter, especially when they're as young as they are. Yeah, I think that they've got an interesting combination of stars. You obviously chase young or the, the entire <laughs> defensive line is like first round draft picks. And then, um, and unlike William Jackson, third who we know, but then also guys, role players, guys who came out of nowhere, like Cameron Curl. It'll be interesting to... I, I, have expressed some curiosity about like how, what happens with Landon Collins now that Cam Curls kind of emerged. He's like a seventh round draft pick. Um, linebacker was a question. I thought like John Bostic was decent last year, but they did draft Jamin Davis in the first round, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, that was kind of surprising because a lot of people had earmarked a left tackle or a wide receiver for them, but they're, they are doubling down on that defense. And I would be very surprised if they weren't the best defense in the division, arguably the best. Well, they're not the best defense in the conference because the number one team is the best defense in the conference. But they are definitely could be. one of the best defenses in the NBA. They could be. They absolutely could be. Neither of us uh, would be surprised if would, if they surprised. if they ended the year at the best. Del Fuller was really good. Same coach, Jack Del Rio. So yeah, very good team. All right, the number one team, number one defense in the NFL. Consensus between me and Dominique Foxworth, Detroit of course. Detroit Lions. I was going to say Dallas Cowboys. You just stole my joke from me on my own podcast. I know your jokes. I know your jokes. You do that joke every week. <laughs> it's the Bucks. <laughs> Freaking Bucks, Yeah, man. it is. I, we were, we did a Bucks segment, and I was like, well, something that could derail them is if they're, they have an injury on the offensive line. <laughs> was so sad. Yeah, that's another example of uh, being reliant on a rookie, except it panned out. <laughs> like the tackle that they drafted last year, uh, Worfs. Yeah. If, uh, Sick. If he didn't ball, they wouldn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, you're not wrong. Um, this year, they took Joe Tryon, Washington, um, defensive lineman, you know, with their – well, actually, I'll be curious to see how he's used in that defense. But the point is, he doesn't have to play. So the Bucks brought back everyone. I didn't even—I didn't think they could bring back Sue, and they brought back Sue. It is yeah. remarkable. Um, like you know, you try to put together the list of additions and departures, and there's just nothing. Um, and the secondary—it was really young. So you got to think that they're going to be better this year. Yeah. Kept their excellent defensive coordinator. I don't. What is like? What is the thing that could go wrong? Other than like you know, uh, Vita Bea getting hurt again. Like, what is your? Do you, if you had to come up with a question about this Bucks defense, what would it be? I mean, the only way, only place you can look is that corner. Um, yeah. There's no questions anywhere else on this team. Like their corners um, play well in situations, but they weren't dominant in corners. A position that's that's tough. But this is a team that. Uh, is more reliant on their front because their front is so loaded that you can give the corners uh, some more help. And like, we didn't even mention Levante David, who might've been the MVP of the playoffs. Like he was incredible. And 
Winfield at safety was an outstanding rookie. He's going to get better. So like, it's hard for me to like be too concerned about their corners because their corners aren't bad. They just are like average, I guess, mediocre. You see that they're playing like one of the easiest schedules in the NFL by any like how the heck? How does Tom Brady keep doing this? How is we as a society allowing this man <laughs> to? Do <laughs> I'm not a hater. I, mean, I don't think it's I'm out just... of control. Like this is this is a it's obviously some sort of he's made a deal with someone with some power because he's getting younger, his arms are getting younger, his face is getting younger, his teams are getting better. Like that's yeah, but the face he's I traded something. I just I the hair, I I don't know. It's remarkable. It is remarkable. Because when he signed with the Bucks too, I think no, everyone uh, like it was it was actually the the uh hipster top football hipster talking point that was annoying because we were all like actually the books defense was amazing last year and tom was not surprising you know like literally every person every analyst said that um but he signed with freaking best defense in the nfl the timetable on when a hipster take is cool to when it becomes like overplayed like that's so short it's gotten so fast like i feel like saying the bucks d is actually pretty good was a real hot take it was a good one for like a day and a half and then it was on twitter all over the place and people were saying it on tv and then it was like ah uh, i can't repeat this it's been stolen what's the new hipster we got to get something new i was just trying to think of like what out. is a hipster take uh, like a football take that i have like actually this is really good um you know what I said the other day? I was like, actually, I really like the Jags wide receivers. Yeah, that's I agree with is, is you. Is that a good that's one? Good. Okay. Nah, I mean, uh, I it's a good one. I think that's a, a smart one. It doesn't feel like it's revelatory necessarily, but maybe it's just because I, I do football stuff too. But I kind of knew the Jags wide receivers were were good. Doesn't have the same know. zing as the Bucks defense. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, let's let's wrap before we get to the last set of questions. Are there any of the defenses that you and I described that maybe just like other people haven't main been mainstream except maybe the Patriots. I feel like people are might yeah. overlook them. Um, it's, it's hard to pick the Patriots as as not mainstream though. But I, don't, I, I, I get you. Think, I think that I don't think people know how good Denver's defense is going to be. Yeah, I, outside. Yeah, of, I guess you're probably right. You're probably I'm, right. But I'm, like, I'm it, talking it, about to casuals. me, it, it feels obvious. Yeah, yeah. I think the Denver. If we if we come out here saying Denver's a top five defense, I, I think heard. that might. That's yeah. blazing hot take. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you're good. You saying that the Rams aren't top five feels pretty feisty. Oh yeah, I'm on that. Give I'm me that. I'm corner. gonna I'm gonna tweet that and at Jalen Ramsey. Oh man, you're trying to get me Kwame Brown. <laughs> um. Okay. As always, I'm gonna wrap with a few questions for my guest. And now it's time for Dinks and Dunks. I'm getting paid for this, right? You mentioned Kwame Brown. Um, that got, that story got so for those who haven't been following, uh, Kwame Brown, famous. I, I'm scared to say anything negative about him. Yeah, don't say it. Okay, don't say it. A person who has been criticized by people who talk about basketball for a living has been firing back with in outstanding fashion. Um, <laughs> I'm not taking sides. I'm just right just saying. Yeah, I know. That's why outstanding is, is the right word. It stands out. Who is an NFL player you'd like to see do this? Like a famous draft bust throughout history. Like, is there anyone that you feel like could be our Kwame Brown? Uh, 
Yeah, but the problem is Kwame Brown played 12 years, and that's the point. That's why that's right. part of the reason why he has some validity. Like so many of the guys in the NFL, it has to be someone who became like a journeyman backup type of guy yeah. uh, to do this. Because like Jamarcus Russell wouldn't wouldn't necessarily work. Ryan Leaf wouldn't necessarily work because those guys didn't end up having long careers. So, yeah, I don't know who it is that. But the Kwame Brown situation is so unfortunate because it's a 17 year old kid and it, it's it's unfair that that becomes the only thing we know about him but totally it is kind of the only thing we know about him and makes me kind of rethink the way that we do these stupid jobs it's getting getting kind of deep there oh yeah i know i i mean we can cut it out or we can just leave um, it there and like make people feel awkward jamarcus russell is a quarterback's coach at his uh the high school he played at in Alabama now. Good for you, Jamarcus Russell. I hope you go full Kwame Brown on the world at some point. And not me. Don't get – I never went after you. I, I mean, you know. Um, okay, actually, <laughs> so question two. Since this completely flies in the face of what you just said, who's the worst defense in the NFL? Worst defense in the NFL. Um, prediction. This is – I'll go – I'll go Listen with- up. Dominique Foxworth is about to rain hot fire. Uh, I don't think it's hot fire because I don't think that the Lions are trying to win. So <laughs> it feels to me like they're a good bet. I don't know. Who else I like is... their coaches, though. They got the, yeah. um, the Saints coach and yeah, they got some, they've got some guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't even look at the bad teams, honestly. So It's Houston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was my bad. That was dumb. It was obvious. Yeah. Houston. Yeah. I, I, didn't, think, have, I didn't think that when I asked draft. the question, it just popped yeah. into my head. Yeah. Like the Lions drafted some and then they got Jeff Okuda. Maybe he'll take another step right. forward. Good coaches, that kind of thing. I love Okuda coming out again. I, I, it seems like I would not be a good general manager or director. Uh, it's just, oh, no, it just speaks to how much situation, scheme, and coaching matters. So yeah, you liked Okuda. Like if Okuda was on the freaking Rams, he'd probably be awesome. True. You're right. You're so smart. Question Thanks. three. Um, Dan Campbell, speaking of the Lions, uh, said on probably part of my take that he wants a pet lion to have on the field. Of all of the teams in the NFL, which is the mascot that you as a player would not want to see on the opposite sideline? Can you beat Lion? Okay, what else we got? Rams. I'm not concerned about Rams. Cardinals. I don't care about them. I mean, the whole bird family. I'm good unless you're getting emus, ostriches, something like that. You don't mess so with all the birds out. Uh, uh, bears. I guess bears are scary. No one's intimidated by a packer. That's just someone who like packs up cheese, right? Like I'm good on that. That's a human, right? That's what a packer is. Uh, I know my answer, and you haven't said it. I'm trying to think through them all. So who else we got? 49ers, just a just a poor dude trying to strike it rich. Uh, the Chargers, I don't want lightning on the field. That's scary. A good one. That's scary. Um, we're just going to skip over Kansas City. I don't really feel like going down that one. I I would be really concerned about seeing a football team on the other side. <laughs> that would scare the hell out of me. <laughs> uh, my answer is Patriots. That dude has a gun. <sighs> Texans. Yeah. They got guns too. All of them. Yeah, there's some unspoken. And they hate me. Yeah, okay, you spoke it. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Did you watch that video of the the dude's dad trying to name the logos? 
It might uh, it might be fake. It. It's like it's some like TikTok or YouTube guy, and he has uh, his dad is looking at the NFL logos and trying to say what they all are, and he calls um like dolphin, sun whale, uh, patriot, uh, flag man, and the lightning <laughs> bolt for the Chargers. He's like sharp banana, and for the Niners, <laughs> it's just SF, and it, he goes southern fella. Anyways, um, and anyone who's <laughs> that seen that video fun. is listening to me like. Yeah, okay, I watched the video. You don't have to recall it for me. And I didn't watch it. Go to my I Twitter. Retweeted. It's on my Twitter. I retweeted it. Um, all right, question four. I always ask you this because you always have interesting content recommendations. What are you watching, Lily? Whew, all right. I just started watching a weird little cartoon series on Netflix called uh, Love, Death, Robot. So it's just all like 15 minute animated shorts. I mean, it's not a series. I mean, it is a series, but the stories are all standalone. Like they're short stories and it's all kind of sci-fi. So yeah, give it a shot. Watch one episode. It'll take you 15 minutes. And um, and I got hooked and I ended up watching several hours of it. There is one episode though that I should give you a heads up on. I'll find out what number episode it is, but it's like deep into the first season it might be like episode 10 or something they heard a dog you no no they don't hurt a dog it's just um graphic content not violent graphic just the other graphic <laughs> they, it's cartoon sex mina it's cartoon sex <laughs> i'm an adult i know right. i just want to give you a heads up this is going here all right last question as always comes from lenny lenny wants to know if you know that while he's a dog, unlike you, he can count to 10. <laughs> I bet he can't. Prove it. Lenny, say, the count of 10. 